Leaders and healers, gamers and claimers, ladies and gentlemen from around the universe, from around the globe, welcome to the Power, Purpose and Passion podcast. I am your host, Anthony Cheem, speaker, life coach, author, trainer, friend, a musician, singer, songwriter, podcast host, ready to give to you everything I've learned and earned in total care and compassion for you to give you the best of what I've learned, the best of what I've earned and accomplished, succeeded at, in realization of spiritual wisdom, of health and fitness wisdom, emotional and relationship wisdom, so I can share it to you, so you can elevate your life, enhance your life, advance your life, claiming your power, cult- cult- uh, clarifying your purpose, and cultivating your deepest, widest, and highest passions possible. And so with doing that, as you claim your power, clarify your purpose, and cultivate your deepest, widest, high- highest passion possible, you upgrade, you enhance, you advance, and up update your life, just like you update or upgrade your computer or your phone or your tablet, whatever technological piece of thing that you have that's the next phase of technology, but we need to continuously upgrade our bodies, our minds, our spirits, our souls, and just understanding, understanding that we can upgrade, that we have not reached our full potential, regardless of your age, regardless of your color, regardless of whatever country you live in or how old you are, it does not matter. You can continuously upgrade and enhance your life. Wherever you are in this world, where you listen to this podcast passively or actively, we honor you, we salute you uh, for taking the time to listen to some positive material, some insightful material, and maybe perhaps uh, bringing you deeper to the understanding of yourself, of life, of the universe of God, of love of just the overall spectrum of life. And so that's what we're here to do is just provide the wisdom, engage in powerful conversation. And that's what I love to do. And it's been a blessing and a joy to be able to do that through this podcast. And before we get into this podcast, Cameron, what's going on? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing very good. Very good. Uh, like nice. I told you before we started uh, recording the episode, yeah. um, I've been doing a lot of journaling, an incredible amount of journaling, yeah. um, putting almost every thought that I feel will lead to something mm-hmm. onto paper, um, whether it be a comfortable thought or not so comfortable thought. And uh, it has completely, yeah, it's allowed me to make mm. quantum leaps in progress. So, nice. yeah, I've, I've been... Just doing that. I, we talk about shadow work a lot. We talk about journaling a lot. We talk about yeah. um, working on yourself a lot. Yeah. So yeah. just been taking it day by day. And we've also talked about patience in the past too. So oh, yeah. just uh, not rushing anything. Just kind of, mm-hmm. you know. So Excellent. every time you ask me how I'm doing, it's usually uh, <laughs> at least the last two weeks, it's been that. Uh-huh. Like just working on that. Good for and you, it's man. good. Uh, Excellent. The progress is crazy. You, yes. You yes. don't expect yes. to change yeah. so much in just two weeks or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? You know, what I discovered, Cam? It's funny. It's you get to a point, and I'm telling this just from my own experience. You get to a point where you surrender to the changing that's happening within you. It's not us that are doing the rearranging. Sure, we b- become conduits for that change to happen we contemplate we we cogitate we examine we read we listen we meditate we journal and we just sit there and encapsulating ourselves in journaling and rereading our our notes or a book or a statement or a seminar or a podcast and re-listen to it and we just we let it in, embed itself its wisdom into us and though we may not even understand what's going on with ourselves there's you, you ever you ever have had this moment of breakthrough where you, you just have this moment of breakthrough but you always knew that you knew you just it, it's just it's now coming to the forefront it's now surfacing and you just go I've always known that I've always known that but now it's someone puts it in words 
you know, and you go, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly my experience. Or you can know something and then forget. Yes. And you know it again. Yeah. And and all of a sudden you understand it at a deeper level. And I, I, I've certainly experienced that with, with relationships. I've experienced that with reading certain books that I've read like 10 years ago and I write it, I read it again. And all of a sudden it's like, I, I, I extract something totally broad or deeper than the first time I've I've read that book, and the reason why that happens is because simply because we're at a different level of consciousness. We're wiser. We're smarter. We're more articulate. We're 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 more expanded in our minds and our emotional awareness, our spirituality, our moral compass is expanded as well. And and hopefully we've grown in those areas. And that's when our our understanding of life of happiness deepens and it broadens to levels. Again, I I, I can't explain oftentimes the changes that happen within me, but I know it's love that's doing its greatest work through my darkness, through my shadow work. And that's why shadow work, and we do talk a lot about shadow work because I I think in many cultures, that's the missing element of the deep work. Um, And it's not just about, you know, meditating on a mountain and then letting the light in and just being on the top of a mountain and letting the sunshine in, but no, but letting the sunshine reveal the darkness in you so that you can do the deeper work and, and, and you can play an integral role in, in showering this world with love and compassion. That's the only way that you can really do that fully with great depth is to, is to live deeply means living at the depth of everything. As one of my spiritual mentors used to say is something along the lines of anything that, anything that you, you experience at the surface is profane, but anything that you experience and take it to its depth is spiritual, is sacred. And that's anything, including suffering. So anyway, the point is, um, I think it's important that, you, we, that we listen to these type of things. We read it, we, we journal, we spend alone time in, sol- in solidarity, and we contemplate, we, we use affirmations, and we pray, and we just contemplate life. And today, this morning, and this is today's podcast, the title of today's podcast, and I was talking about Ken this, just now, and I, I posted a picture on Instagram, and for the people that have me on Instagram, go look at that picture, and it's a picture of this palatial scene at, at, in the morning at around 7.08 in the morning. I just finished with a client and I walk out and I just see a plethora, a potpourri of the most beautiful colors I've ever seen. Pinks and blues and oranges and reds all in one. And as the sun is rising, I just had to stand there in complete bewilderment. As Rumi said so astoundingly, he said, sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. Just be bewildered by everything that is around us. And the title of this podcast is, is, are you the type of person that says, good morning, God, or good God, it's morning, or good God, morning. And you just kind of go, oh, it's morning. Why am I even getting up this morning? And when I see that, I just, I I had to just take a deep breath and go, wow, we are blessed just to be here, just to see that. And I, I literally had to, I took a picture and for the people that are interested, go check it out and you don't have to make a comment, but just look at it. And, and even Cam, right before we got on this podcast, he was looking at my, the, his Instagram feed and he saw it. He goes, wow, that is so magical. That, that picture could literally change your entire spectrum of how you see the world and how small our problems actually are when you see something so be- beautiful and beatific and just, oh, the, the profundity of seeing something like that. And, and just being totally it, like engulfed in that scene was just such a blessing. And so 
when you look at that, when you see it with your eyes and you, you, and you, and you, you see it not just with your mind's eye, but the eyes of your heart and soul, it, it's like the best definition that I heard of enlightenment. This is the, by far, in my mind anyway, the best definition. And we've, we've all had moments of enlightenment. Some live at those levels a lot more time than you and I will would. Any, any of the great mystics. But the best definition was this. It's an overwhelming consciousness of God and an overwhelming consciousness of one's own soul at the same time. Let me repeat that. Enlightenment is an overwhelming consciousness of God and an overwhelming consciousness of one's own soul at the same time non-dualistically unified with God. If you can see God in everything in a scene like I saw this morning, if you can see God and feel and experience God and divinity, you don't have to use God. You can use love, divine nature or Tao or universe. Uh, and, and if you can, if you can, if you can experience, experience it in a, uh, in, in looking at a blade of grass or, or, or holding a grain of sand in your palm of your hand or, seeing a child as they are as a child or the, the, the experience of seeing birds fly or a, a toad jump on a pedal in a pond. <laughs> if, you, if you can see it, if you can experience it, if you can taste it in the food that you eat, in the water that you drink, in the flower that you smell, in, the sh- if, in, 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 in jumping inside a bathtub or a shower stall and just allowing the hot or cold water just to just like literally cloak your skin and just, ah, oh, right. Let me tell you, we've all had moments of that. Uh, the first time we made love or the first time we ever kissed or the first time we ever felt special in someone's eyes and they made us feel that way. We feel that. And I saw that this morning and I see that in my children. I see that I do my best to open my up, my heart and my mind up to that, up to that great, that the greatness that's always around us, that's available to all around us. And I love that sort of metaphor of a, a radio. And you were to ask someone, turn on the radio. Is it true that I could turn on the radio and, and tune into any frequency 24 hours a day and there'd be music playing somewhere in the world? The answer is yes. You just got to tune into the right frequency. Now, the big question is, if I were to ask you, is the radio producing the music? And you were to say, well, no. And if someone said yes, and I said, okay, well, let's break open the, the radio let's, or break open the phone or the computer and go, all right, let's, let's see where the music is. Let's see where the instruments are. Let's see where the singers are. They're not inside the radio, right? The same thing is with God and with us and our spirit, that our brains are just instruments to communicate God or love, just like the radio is an instrument to communicate the music. That our brains and our bodies are just instruments to communicate love and wonder and bewilderment. The fact that you and I can think, the fact that you and I can actually be talking right now, (laughs) says that there is something deeper that's happening right now. I don't know what it is. I don't know. And um, again, sell your cleverness and just be bewildered by it all. Any thoughts there, Cam? Like... Yeah, um, I definitely understand what enlightenment feels like, which is a weird thing to say. 
Because yeah. right now, I wouldn't say that I'm extremely enlightened. Sometimes yeah. you can get something and then lose it and then find it again and then lose it mm. again. Yeah. Um, and to me, what it is, is it's just that. Like, what, what was that quote? Can you mention it one more time? Yes. Um, being awakened or whatever. Yes. It, it, enlightenment. This is the best. Again, I, I, I loved it that I literally had to just, I remember meditating just on that quote. <laughs> I'm just going, you know what I mean? It, so enlightenment or being fully alive is an overwhelming consciousness of God and uh, 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 and one's uh, and an overwhelming consciousness of one of one's own soul all at the same time yeah yeah so that's yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's a really really good description because <laughs> what for myself what set it off yeah was trust it was finally yeah. not controlling not mm. you know doing what i've been taught to do which is like yeah. take action in life that's literally yeah. What that's what we've been taught. You take action. Yeah. You do things. You yeah. you have to think about things. You have to put thought yeah. towards things, and then mold it however you want it. And if something isn't the way you want it, you have to control yeah. it and yeah. make things happen with your hands. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I finally decided to let go and trust and just like see what happens. But not even see mm -hmm. what happens. It was a real. The faith was strong, mm -hmm. and I think if the faith is not strong then in the back of your mind, you'll always have a lack of trust and you'll yes. always be thinking about what you can do to control the world rather yes. than letting the world just do its yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. what that trust did for me was it got me to a point where nothing really, nothing mattered in the sense that, uh, you know, the past did not matter anymore. The future did mm -hmm. not matter anymore. It was just mm -hmm. the present moment. And yeah. whether or not... Um, what I, what my mind or what my ego or whatever, what that part of myself, the human part of myself wanted, I would still be all right. I would yeah. still be yeah. fine. I would still be yeah. taking care of my heart will still beat. I will still breathe. I will still eat. Yeah. And I had that trust. And it was, it was more than just a trust. It was a knowing. It was a mm -hmm. deep, like, like, no, I, I know this. Like I know what the color blue looks like. I know it. Um, yes. and yeah, it, the the way i can describe the feeling of euphoria and like happiness and bliss would be to say that um no amount of manifestation like money or fame or power or traveling or what whatever um physical manifestation you desire all of those things combined can never bring you what you already have mm, and it's like said. that's like why it's so amazing because you stop um, you still have desire who doesn't we're human, yeah. but mm -hmm. you, you get to a place where that desire doesn't come from a place of longing. It yeah. comes from a place of like, Ooh, that'd be fun. That, uh, I, yeah, no, that sounds yeah. cool. You know, yeah. like when I, when I, when I see your photo on Instagram, I don't think yeah. to myself, darn, I missed it. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I look yeah. at it and I'm like, yeah. wow, <laughs> you know? So there's, there's a few different types of like desire and mm. stuff like that. But anyways, yeah. needless to say, it lasted a couple weeks and it, I've had glimpses of it ever since. But that I think is what, um, what, you know, Wayne Dyer has always been talking about when he yeah. says, you don't have to die to get yeah. there. You don't have to die to feel that, um, or, you know, he quotes that person, I forget the quote, you probably know it, where it's yeah. like, um, to to go to the place where we came from and to know it for the first time. Yes, you know? T.S. Eliot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
It's powerful stuff, man. I, I, I think, I think as you said, there's you get to a point, um, I certainly had glimpses of that. I'm certainly not there. I still have a lot of work to do. Um, but I know that in those glimpses, just like this morning, you sit there and go, no amount of fame, as you said, or fortune or money or achievement can compare to the awesome, awesomeness that you are as a human being. You know, I think it was St. Augustine that said something along, along the lines of, we marvel at the world, uh, the ocean, the sun, the moon, the stars, and the trees, and all this, the mountains, and all this stuff around us, and we look at ourselves without even, and we walk right by ourselves, not not thinking that we are God's greatest creation, <laughs> right? And, you know, you know, I remember hearing one spiritual teacher say, the cure, the deepest cure to self-esteem issues is being, being identified, wholly identified with unconditional love. When you are identified with total love, divine love and you are honoring that identity, that right there is the cure for self-esteem because you don't need to defend it. You don't need to prove it. And it's like, it's like making the shift. If you go to church or you go to some synagogue or, or uh, whatever, whatever, whatever spiritual path that you're on, you go from praying to earn divine love to praying to return divine love. There's a difference. A lot of people go to church and mosques and synagogues and temples to earn God's love. You don't need to earn God's love. It's already there. It's already there. You're it. You're it. The thing is to tune into it. And once you tune into it and know that you're worthy and know that you're loved, and you don't need to defend it. You precisely, the next step is just to return it to your fellow man or woman, to your neighbors, just to say thank you. If, and I remember hearing one Buddhist teacher say, if you can get to a point in your life where all you can do is two things, bow and say thank you, you if that's the only two things that you can actually arrive to in every single moment of every, is just bow and just say thank you for everything that's in your life, you've pretty much arrived and you need nothing else. Other than that, and I think that's it's a pretty powerful way to live just to bow and to pray and to honor and to respect and to love and to say thank you uh, for this awesome world that we live in. So, the next time you see something like that, uh, a beautiful scene, or the descending of birds, or, or you see a smile on someone's face, just smile back and say, Wow, God's every in, in everything, in all the animals, in the ocean. Wow, it's just the most amazing thing to just discover with it. And, and to look at yourself with those kind eyes too. And to open up your, not to see the world with your mind's eye, but to see the world with your heart's eye. And once you, once you look at the world with your heart's eye and you open up to it, man, does it just, it, 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 it's ineffable. You can't describe it with words. It's not possible. Even including the words I'm saying, the word that, words that Cam are saying. But I think the ancient mystics and spiritual sages and saints and Sufis of old, they did their very best to put it into words as best as they could, even knowing full well that there's no words that can describe it. It's like if you were to ask me, why do I love my children so much? I don't know why. I don't know why, but I do. It's a total irrational level of love I have for my children. And for people that are parents, you know what I'm talking about. There's just, I, you would do anything. You would die for them, gladly die for them. And I, I can't explain why. 
And then, and I guess that's why the metaphor that uh, the Christian faith used of God sending his only son or Jesus Christ to the, to, by the way, I think it's, we're all sons and daughters of God, by the way, we're not just the only begotten son. Let me clarify that. We're all children of God. But the point is, I think that's why they use the metaphor that God loves so the world so much that he sent his son to die, that that's how much love that is. And that's, that's, that's as deep as you can get even though there is a deeper level than that, even too God's God's love is so much even greater than even that. But I think I, I see where they where they were going with that. The metaphor of using that man, you would sacrifice your own kid to, 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 for love itself. And I remember actually seeing a video, uh, a guy sent me a video of this guy. Um, he, his job was to, uh, to pull this lever as trains went by to to lift the bridge so the train could actually go across the bridge, and somehow in in the video it is captivating. It's pretty hardcore. I, I I'll maybe share it with you on my Facebook page or my Instagram page if I can find it somewhere. But there's a point where his son, where he he the lever was broken, and the train was coming, and there was all these people on this train. And his son goes down to the train track and you see it. And the guy sees his son. He's like, what are you doing? And the son goes, I got to save these people's lives. And the son goes, the manually put to lift up the, the, the train track thing or whatever. And he does, but he dies as the train is going across the thing that the son does. And you see this man's face and he cries and yells and screams as his son dies for seemingly people he didn't even know and his son sack and then that was the, that was sort of the the metaphor of of how much the divine loves you as who you are wounds and all and anyways at the end of the at the end of the film it was pretty powerful you know um it shows all these people's faces that were on the train smiling as these people, you know, went off the train and he kind of, he was obviously devastated. And, um, but then he sort of smiled, I guess. And it was sort of fast forwarded a year later or two years later. And he just got on his knees and said, thank you for the, for the sacrifice my son made in saving those people's lives. Anyways, the point is that it was a beautiful depiction of, of the grace and the divinity of your soul and my soul all together as one. There's only one soul. There's no, there's no, there's no cam and I, there's only one soul that unifies the whole entire thing. As I heard one sign, a quantum physicist said this consciousness is singular of its plurality is unknown. Consciousness is singular. That means we're all one. There's only one cell in the universe of which the plurality is completely unknown. This comes from a scientist that's saying that consciousness is one. And we're all one. And so just, just sit in bewilderment of the beauty that, 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 that graces us and in, 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 in can take many forms. It just takes a little bit of awakening and awareness to notice these things and tell you that's divine grace. That's the reward of living this on this beautiful planet. So, man, what a great episode of beauty, of bountifulness, and of boundaryless wisdom and love that we all have access to. So if that's my hope for you and... Great podcast there, Cam. Thanks for sharing your insights, my friend. Any last words, man? No, I think it was great. great. <laughs> no, honestly, that was a really good uh, last few minutes there. Yeah. I'm going to have to re-listen to it myself. 
Yeah, you know what? I, if I can find that video, uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll send it. And uh, man, it's just beautiful. And I'll share it on my Facebook page and Instagram page. And you got you guys listening to it, uh, watching it, watch it. It is pretty, yeah, pretty powerful. I, I was really just thinking about like if if my dad was a train thing and I train conductor guy or whatever yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, and I had the opportunity to save those people, you know. Yeah. And I just like from Cam sitting comfortably on a chair. Yeah. That scares me. Like no, I know I would not. I, yeah. If I'm being honest, yeah. no, but, I appreciate the honesty for sure. But like Cam in the moment, seeing people knowing that there's like 30 individuals who might die or probably more. It's a train. Yeah. yeah. Um, who knows? Something might come over me. Some sort of selflessness like yeah. that kid probably wouldn't have done it if there wasn't something within him that just took over. You know, instinctively, intuitively, that person said, and and and, and I think what, what the, the whole the, the 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 whole center of that that story, the lesson was how powerful that son intuitively reacted and saved those people's lives, and that's how much that the father was touched by the love that that son had, and it sort of was like a, a great depiction of the love that's available to all of us, right? And um, the love I have for my children is, and even the love I have for my children pales in comparison that the love that is available that beats your heart. Wow. <laughs> Imagine tuning into that. And I think that's why I, I want so badly and I desire so badly just to, to, the deeper you go in understanding the divine and connecting with the divine, it actually, it sparks a, a yearning, a deeper hunger to want more. It takes you, you just want more. And that's, and, that, and as you said, desire is not the issue. It's not. It's con- consistently uh, surrendering and yielding to that which is already there and, and being a product or an instrument of that. So thank you for guys for joining us on this podcast. Absolute pleasure and privilege uh, to your divine nature, to your continued upgrade and evolution. Live it up with power, purpose, and passion. We will see you next time. Have a glorious and awesome day. Take care, guys.